Here we go, it's recording. Hi everyone, I'm Keon Bayani from Spiritual Storytelling and today I've got Lindsay Marino who is a psychic medium um, with me and this is my very first uh, podcast or, or um, interview in this series and what I hope to do is to bring you some information and tips and advice and just, um, you know, words of encouragement to help you along your spiritual path because it can be very tough and lonely um, but it's also the most exhilarating path you could be on in life. Um, I'm a bit nervous for some reason. I don't know why because Lindsay is one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. Well, haven't actually physically met her but um, I have through the internet which is the most brilliant thing um, and I'm going to introduce you now, Lindsay. How are you? I am great, and I'm so happy to be here with you because I love talking oh. to you anyway, so it's just an added bonus to be interviewed by you. Oh, you're so beautiful. I, you know, your energy really shines, and um, I, I feel really privileged to be in your company. Um, oh. It's it's very infectious, your um, energy. I, I just want to um, tell people a bit about you just, you know, before mm-hmm. we start. So. You were um, just this everyday girl. <laughs> you um, studied <laughs> teaching. Uh, you were in a relationship, and when you were growing up, you had a little bit of uh, a few experiences. Can you tell us about that? You know, a few sure. woo woo experiences. Yes. Okay. Definitely. I have goosebumps already. I feel like this is, <laughs> this is good start. Um, yeah. So I went to school to become a third grade teacher, and. Before that, when I was really little, it was interesting because I used to collect rocks. I used Mm -hmm. to call them rocks. And then later in life, I ended up working with crystals. So it was funny Mm -hmm. how it kind of connected later. And when I was little, I used to think it was normal to have these moments where you'd leave your body and remember that experience in the middle of the night. So I used to have these outer body experiences while I was sleeping And I used to float around and observe everything around me. And I would try to get people's attention, like my mom and my grandma, as they were coming in the driveway from the grocery store. And I remember feeling this feeling of this freedom because I could fly around, but they Mm. couldn't hear me. So it was bittersweet. And I had moments like that in my life since I was little. And I was always drawn to um, the saints and the Blessed Mother and angels because I'm Catholic, um, but I didn't realize (laughs) that it would all make sense later in my life. Yeah, wow. Can I just ask, with those out-of-body experiences, did you ever tell anybody about them? Or, like, you know, how did you cope with that or deal with it? That's a really good question because I'm thinking about, I was so, when I was very, very little, I I don't even know if I I was probably like three or four. Um, Mm -hmm. And I may have talked to my mom about it, but I don't remember. And she doesn't remember now that I had those experiences. But I did always talk about saints and miracles and angels. And everyone knew in my family, like, that I was always thinking about something. They could see I was very observant and quiet. And they always thought, what is she thinking in her little head? Um, (laughs) And then when I was in high school, it's funny because I I think I brought it up, but it wasn't – I brought it up to my, my family. There was mm-hmm. one moment I was in high school, and I wasn't feeling well that day. So I took a nap for – it was probably – it was around dinner time. 
and I was in my mm. bed, and I remember floating down the stairs. And I floated down the stairs, and I saw everyone in the kitchen, and they were setting the table. And mm. after they were setting the table, I, I happened to look up at the clock, and I think it was 6.11 or around that time. And then I floated back upstairs to my bed and, I guess, went back into my body. And I woke wow. up from my nap and, you know, thinking, oh, that was weird. That was really cool, and you could easily think that was a dream. And I went downstairs and looked at the clock, and everyone was about to sit down for dinner. They had just finished setting the table, and it was either – one minute after what I had seen, you know, on the clock before or whatever it was. So I think I told my mom or my family and said something about it, but it was was almost like, oh, really? You know, it wasn't anything huge. Yes, yeah. And so did you go through life like afterwards, like, um, you know, um, connecting with that sort of that side of you or did you sort of brush it aside and just get on with you know everyday normal yeah. life that's a good point I remember always talking about signs I would I was yeah. really into because my grandfather passed away when I was in high school and he he had cancer and he was very positive and very uplifting and he didn't seem like a grandpa he had so much energy he was riding his mm-hmm. bike and jump roping till that last year that he was living and I remember yeah. saying a little novena prayer. It's, you know, the Catholic novena prayer where you say a prayer and expect miracles. And I really believed that he was going to be completely fine, even though it was the day that he passed because I was up saying this prayer. And yeah. I guess I had this, I've always had this faith inside of me. I don't know, you know, it's not like my mom or dad goes to church every Sunday. I just felt very drawn to that faith in miracles and I'm yeah. not saying you have to go to church because I, I actually don't go to church anymore um, just because sometimes yeah. I have I feel I feel like there are spiritual experiences you could have even in nature just as yeah. if you could go to church um, but I guess I just created this this life for me where when I went to college I was you know busy going out and having fun and being social and going to parties but in the back of my mind, I always had this thing where I was very intrigued about spirituality. And I remember getting into deep conversations. I always ended up drawing in those people, you know, yes. that we could kind of have those deep conversations. Wow. But it wasn't until yeah. later that I found out really fully what it was all about. Yes. Yeah, so we'll get to that now. So you're, um, um, we'll fast forward and you've, um, you've, finished college I think and um, yes. you you just become a teacher like it was your first or second day as a teacher is that right yeah it was I had gone um it was my second day of teaching it was in 2007 oh, I was teaching bumps. third grade I know I know it's, it's so crazy like thinking yeah. back on it it's kind of like a blur at certain points yeah and um yeah it was my second day of teaching and I had graduated from college and um my fiance, I was going to, we had plans on getting married. Um, he was supposed to meet me. We were supposed to babysit for a family friend. And yeah. I, it just that morning I had this really weird feeling in my stomach, almost like I didn't want to go to school. And it was weird because I was excited to go and be with the kids and 
I, I loved being with kids. But I yeah. just had a really weird feeling at that day. And I went to school. I spoke with him when I was at school and then after school. And we were going to meet up. And he was uh, riding his motorcycle to meet me to babysit yeah. for a family friend. And then he didn't show up. And he was always on time. So I started to get really, really nervous after the second time of calling him and he didn't pick up. And it's funny because the dog that was with us, I was with a little yeah. little girl and a dog, the dog started acting funny too, like he had mm-hmm. been at the door. So I, I ran to the door thinking that Nick um, had shown up and he yeah. wasn't there. And then on the third try of calling his cell phone, a state trooper picked up. And after going back and forth with him, he finally told me that Nick Mm. had been in an accident and he passed away. My whole body's got goosebumps. That's just... I I know. It's one of those stories that doesn't Mm. feel real, like it really happened. And it's really kind of odd how, how everything happened. Wow. And so you found out and obviously, you know, you're dealing with the grief um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the shock of it all. When did things start um, happening after Nick passed? It was immediately um, after he passed away. The next day I woke up and at the foot of the bed um, I saw him standing there Mm -hmm. and he usually he'd be smiling and I'd pay attention to his eyes. He had like these crystal blue eyes and he wasn't smiling this time. He was just standing at the edge of the bed, but not in a weird kind of way. Because thinking about that, having someone stand at the end of your bed, you'd probably think, (laughs) oh my gosh. Um, But it was a peaceful, (laughs) loving way. And he was speaking with me with his eyes. You know, I felt his love and that he was there, and then I, I blinked, and I opened back up, and, and he was gone. And I started to have these visitations from him. So I would I would yeah. go to sleep, and my soul would see his soul. And one mm-hmm. really stuck out to me, and um, he said, you're not going to see me for a while, but I'm still going to be around you. Now, I didn't hear his voice, though, because yeah. if you think back to dreaming, you don't really need mm-hmm. to hear the actual voice of the person. It's like a telepathic you know, no doubt about it, this is what they're saying. We were communicating like that. Yeah. Oh, are you there? We've got a little bit of technical stuff going on. Hear me now? Oh, hello. Yes. Is that oh, Mercury okay. retrograde too? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Seriously. Seriously. Of course. Oh. Um so, so what I was going to say is I, after I had that visitation from him where he, he yeah. said, you're not going to see me for a while, and I'm, but I'm still going to be around you, I started to pay attention to the signs. And you know how there's moments where you'll be standing in line and you turn around because someone's standing so close to you that they're in your personal space and you feel yeah. them behind you? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was feeling with Nick. I felt like he was right there and I would be communicating with him. And, and I'm acting like it's, it's no big deal right now. But in the moment, I was in so much pain and grief that feeling him was, was really soothing to know, okay, he's here. But at the same time, for me, I wanted to know, okay, are you okay? Why are you, why are you, what do you want to say to me? What are you trying to say? So, 
I started so what, through what, a journal. Yeah, oh, okay. And did you like, um, like, how did you decide that you would journal? Like, was that just an intuitive thing or were you reading up about stuff or like, how did you, you know, all it's this stuff really going weird. on? I know. I, I just, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to, I guess, share it because I, yes. I don't know if anyone actually told me. I really mm-hmm. feel like it was one of those things where I didn't want to talk to anyone. You know, my mom kept calling, yes. did you eat today? And did you do this? And I was agitated. I, I didn't want to be around anyone. And I know yes. people were trying to help. So I just got out a journal and just started writing. And I think mm. the start of it all could have been the actual signs that I was feeling. So I was recording them down, and then I decided to write a letter to him because I wanted to write to him. And then all of a sudden, as I'm writing to him, he was responding, and my my writing was changing. My writing looked slanted. It was coming out so fast that I couldn't control how fast it was coming out. Wow. And I just felt so much love, love that you wouldn't experience on the earthly plane it was yeah. like this overwhelming sense of love and and peace and these signs that kept on happening because I, I would see hearts in random places and puddles and in the sky I would be nudged to pay attention to it and then I would be in the car and my radio would turn up to a song that was meaningful to us mm, yeah. um, and different things were happening. So I kept on thinking I'm going to have to, you know, figure out if I'm completely going crazy. But I knew in my heart that it was it was real, but I, I needed that extra confirmation. So I yes. I got a little crazy and kept saying, you know, if this is real, then send me three yellow butterflies. If this is real, then send me this. And he, it kept on coming true. I kept on, you know, these signs were showing up. And then finally yes. I said, if this is real, then send me a psychic medium to confirm it. And at that point, I was actually um, reading every book that I could get my hands on about connecting with loved ones that have passed. And then yes. I was also watching um, Lisa Williams, who is is a mentor to me, and she's one of um, the top mediums in the world. And not even that, she's just an amazing person. And that was what I would do, you know, during that yes. deep grief. Yes, and but you were doing that just to figure out for yourself what was going on, weren't yes. you? It wasn't. It wasn't to you know. Um, you weren't thinking about starting a business or anything like that. No, nope. just to yeah, just to sort of calm and um, soothe and give you answers and and so your you know it's your personal spiritual path or um, quest basically. So it was only self discovery that led yes. you to. Yes, okay. So then um, you connected with, well, you were um, reading up on Lisa Williams's um, books and um, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So what made you then go to the next step? Like, um, because now you um, are actually a professional um, psychic medium and you're fantastic. I've had a reading done with you and I've seen... Um, you. <laughs> I've seen YouTube videos, um, was a video of you and uh, I've actually... Um, done your course as well so um yes you are I'm so great amazing <laughs> thank you yeah, and you are what, too what, <laughs> what what led you to the next step 
Well, that's a, a really good point because I was teaching, you know, I was giving mm-hmm. these free readings to people. And how that yeah. got to that point was one night I went out with friends to a restaurant and yeah. we ended up running into someone that I had never met before. And we started yeah. to talk about spiritual things. And then he yeah. brought up how his mother passed away. And I yeah. said, are you open to signs? And he said, well, yeah, I'm open. Why? What do you, you know, what, what do you want to say? And I told him what had been happening with Nick, how he was communicating through me. And I said, if I get anything for you, you know, would you, I don't know how it came out of my mouth, but I I said that. I said, if I could, maybe I could get something. I think I made a comment that freaked him out and it sounded Mm -hmm. like his mother. And then I started to go from there. I said something like your mom would, you know, not be happy that you're smoking right now. She would, she'd try to, (laughs) joke around and knock out the cigarette out of your hand or something like that. And he said, well, yes. wait, what did you just say? And then I just started to give evidence that she was coming through. And after wow. that, the word pretty much got out. I told a friend of mine and she told her family members, some of them were in yes. Africa. And I started to give readings to people in Africa and friends of wow. family. And then things got so busy when I was teaching. I was seven years of teaching and um, the last two years I was doing my readings as a business because I felt like my energy was, my heart was pulling me and I had to really choose. It was almost like it was laid out for me. It was really amazing how it happened. Wow. But that's because you followed the breadcrumbs as well. So um, you were open to it. Um, Because, you know, I, I... you know, personally, I've been on this freaking spiritual path forever and I hid it for a very long time. I was scared of it and I actually literally thought I was mad, like crazy. And, yeah. um, you know, I think, you know, my guides were probably going, oh, my God, you know, how the hell are we going to get her attention? And, you know, I had to go through sort of, you know, getting down to my knees basically before I'd, I'd see the yeah. messages and, and that. So, um, you know, people do think they're going crazy and you said you did um, at, at that point. But I think a lot of the stuff too, like for me, was other people's um, opinions of me and, and what they would mm-hmm. think. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm crazy because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of connecting with um, ascended masters that, you know, I'm going, what mm-hmm. the hell is, is this? Is this real or am I making it up? So, how did you deal with that sort of stuff? And, you know, being Catholic and, um, that you know, that's a, a big burden that you do carry um, when you are trying to step out. So have you got some tips and, you know, can you share how you, you got through that? Yeah, that's a really good point because there was always, I was one of those people that, you know, I would never give my opinion and tell people they were wrong for getting a psychic reading. Um, yeah. But when I heard of the term, I I don't even think I heard of the word medium before Nick passed, but um, I used to think it was a sin to go to a psychic. I did go to one, but it sounds crazy, you know, now thinking back on it, you know, it's so healing, so why not? Um, But I started to realize that people were at different places in their life, and I'm really big on not convincing people of something. You know, if they're open to it, some people are skeptical, but they, they want some sort of proof. Like, you know, okay, you're getting this. Let me see what you have. And I don't like to prove myself, but if they're open to the healing, then I'll give them 
a reading. Um, but I think I had some really interesting experiences with people and what they yeah. said when I first came out. And when I first came out, I know I shared it with our group, the students yeah. in, in my course. Um, mm-hmm. When I first came out, I actually, I didn't officially come out. I created another Facebook page. It was called Love Energy. And yeah. people knew, you know, my close friends knew who Love Energy was. It was me. And I was posting positive quotes, not necessarily about mediumship. Um, and then over time, I read this book called Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani, which is the yes. most amazing book. I don't know if you've read it before, but it changed I'm, my life. Boy, I'm, I'm sort of um, listening to it at the moment, and I've only gotten into it just, you know, probably the first 10 pages. So, <laughs> Okay, so you'll, pr- yes. you'll probably end up really liking it a little yes. further in. You'll really like it. And... Mm. Um, so I ended up listening to um, reading that book, and she talks about not feeling like you have to dim your light for other people. Mm-hmm. Really live and shine your light because we're all here and we have a purpose. And I started mm-hmm. to realize that, and I thought, why am I hiding out? So I came mm-hmm. out. I came out. I put my name on the Facebook page, and mm-hmm. I did get a lot of resistance from some people. One yes. person um in particular, I was acquaintances with him. Yes. He went to college with me. So I would see him in the halls and say hello. I didn't really know him that well, but he was a yes. Facebook friend. And he reached out to me and he said, hi, Lindsay, you're really, really sweet, but I'm noticing what you're doing is very dangerous. And he sent me a church link. And I thought, <laughs> well, how can I respond to this? You know, this is his belief and I can't, I'm yes. not going to push any opinions on him. And I didn't take it personal. Because yes. if you took every possible thing personal, then yes. you wouldn't even be living your purpose. You'd be feeding the energy of people that that's not where they're at in their life right now. Oh, that's so I just, just said beautiful. thank you. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, and that that's, um, I think, one of the reasons why I'm so attracted to your energy is because you don't force. Um, who you are or what you do on onto anybody else you you know it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, like that free um spirit energy but you know like to the in today's new age and the um the amount of information we can get and the groups that we can go in everybody has an opinion and um yeah. you know sometimes it feels like you even on your own spiritual path that you're doing things wrong um, and there is no wrong, is there? Yes. Like being on a spiritual path, like you know, it, if if you've got an opinion about something, mm-hmm. you know, your opinion, that's yours. It doesn't matter yes. what anybody else thinks. And I think that's you know what you said was just um, really beautifully. Um, well, how can I say it? it? It just made it nice and easy to yeah. people to yeah. It's it's simplified it. Um, because right. we do overcomplicate this whole process, this journey, and it's yeah. um, and we forget that it's a personal journey, and and just yeah. being yeah lovely and saying thank you. I love that. Mm-hmm. I know. Now that was to someone that was an acquaintance, and I wish I yes. could do that with people that I was close to, but I have to be honest about the resistance. You know, when I first yes. came out, there were some people thinking, "Wait a second, where does this come from? All of a sudden, you're a medium." You know, I've known you most of your life. Why are you all of a sudden a medium? Mm. And at the beginning, I felt like I had to explain myself. And when I said that energy, 
it really, I took it personal on that level when it was people that were close to me. Um, yes. And I didn't want people to think that I changed, but really I did change because yes. my life changed and I wasn't the same person. Once you're awakened to the spiritual side of life, your life will never be the same. <laughs> and it yes. took me a little bit, you know, to really figure that out. But it was hurtful yes. because I felt like people were resisting when my vibration was changing. It's an yes. automatic it's an automatic law where yes. you're going to get resistance. It's the law of non-resistance that happens right after. And when I learned about that, it started to make sense to me. Yes. And that that's not an overnight process. Like that's not going to no you know, way. you're not going to wake up and go, "Oh, it's all okay." Because um yes, it, it you know, your whole whole life changes the way you you knew it. Um and you can't yes. just turn this switch off and say, "No, I've decided I'm not going to go down that path." Exactly. You wouldn't be able to ignore um, all of that stuff that was happening and and just pretend it wasn't happening. That's so true. And I think a lot of people have that fear when they start to learn about the spiritual things and they're getting this intuition. Some people get it when they're really little and they have these memories of when they're little. And when they grow up, they come to me and they said, well, I used to have this, but I'm afraid it went away. And I always yes. talk about, it's like getting on a bike. You know, once you kind of allow yourself to release the fear and release the that feeling of, oh, what if it doesn't come back? Just allow and let it flow. It's still there always. Yes, yes. And, and that's the thing. Fear is just um, the biggest killer of everything. Um, yes. You know, of, of our spiritual path, of our growth, of, um, you know, just life half the time yes. because um and and 99% of the time the the fear is only imaginary like you know the yeah. the what we think is going to happen doesn't actually happen so um yeah That's just so trying true. to <laughs> trying to actually take that in and, and just go okay yep yeah, that's no worries it's just fear is um mm-hmm. yeah, that's a I think a lifetime um lesson but oh um, my gosh Lindsay, it definitely is so We've talked about, um, you know, how you came onto the path and stuff like that. And your life had changed completely. You, um, you know, you lost the love of your life, but you also found the love of your life as well. Um, yes. We've got to always, we've got to put this in. I get goosebumps about this too. I think it's just so beautiful. Can you tell us, um, and I know we've been talking a bit. I'm sorry for taking up so much no, of your time. but um, It goes by quick. Can, can can you tell us about um yeah finding the love of your life because you're now married yes yes Mm. I got married um this May and it's interesting because we met over four years ago yes probably yes five pretty much five years um and so I never met my husband before after Nick passed four years later after Nick passed um, yes. I started to recognize the friends that had added me as as um, Facebook friends after Nick passed yes. away. And Tony, my husband, was actually one of them. And mm-hmm. I had never met him in my life. He lived in a different state. So I'm in Florida and he's in Missouri. That's where Nick yes. was from. And they were childhood friends. And wow. I'm writing a book about my story. And I happened to see Tony online. He messaged me. And it's funny, he said he came across my picture in his news feed. And he yes. said he looked at my photo and he felt so much sadness. He 
he's very sensitive to energy, he started to yeah. tear up and he felt this need to message me and let let me know that Nick's friends were there for me and you know, he hopes mm-hmm. everything's okay. And he was using his intuition off of that and I both of us believe that Nick nudged him to message me at the perfect time because I was really yeah. going through a difficult time. So mm-hmm. soon after that happened, I I reached out to him and, you know, thanked him and wanted to find a time where we could connect on the phone so I could ask him questions um, about Nick's childhood because I thought he might have been there with him in a certain memory that I was writing about. Yes. We got on the phone and right away we knew there was something magical. He was into the spiritual stuff and the weird thing about it was his voice sounded very similar to Nick and I think that's what drew me in and I hadn't dated anyone for four years since Nick and um, we knew wow. that that moment we just kept talking on the phone and he ended up um, it was like a two and a half conversation two and a half hour conversation <laughs> then a six hour conversation then he came to visit Florida and then he ended up moving down here and we've been together ever since wow. and he communicates with Nick too Yes, yeah, and and he's very um spiritual and intuitive, and um and you two are um actually co-working together on something, aren't you, at the moment? Yes, we are going to do a webinar about mm. finding true love, but it's not really finding true love; it's mm. finding in quotes because we met each other at a place where we were really at a point in our life where we were living fully. We we were uncovering all of the things in our life. I had been traveling and really yeah. enjoying my life when we actually met. And he had gone through a difficult time in his life and then he was at a good place. We both weren't yes. looking for each other. So yes. we talked about how you can do that when you're really, truly happy within yourself. Yes. Um, because that's the point. I was, I was very, I was very much in deep grief before, but then yes. after it was, it was like I was using this energy to feel empowered and to live and to live, um, have Nick live through me and travel and check things off my bucket list. And then all of a sudden, Tony came yeah. around. And <laughs> so I could, I, I could actually relate to that because um, I got married very young. I think I was 20 the first time I got married, had kids really quickly. And um, my first husband left me. Um, when I was 24, so I had the two kids, uh, I think it was a four-year, four-and-a-half-year marriage, and then he left, and then after that, I was just, I was still so desperate to be married, like I really, that's all I wanted, like was a life partner, and you know, I was into romance, and the happily ever after, and stuff like that, and I sort of became a bit of a slave to that, and I compromised myself so much, like for years and years and years. So, I, you know, I was in relationships with um, people that weren't, you know, we just weren't aligned. But I tried so hard to make it work. And then yes. eventually, eventually I just got on with my life. Like I actually wrote down a list of what I wanted in a husband. And um, I wrote down oh. the list. It was really funny because I knew what mm-hmm. I didn't want from the experiences yes. I'd had. And then so I wrote down what I wanted and I folded this list up, put it away and just got on with life and I was having a ball just like you. You know, I wasn't looking, I was in a really good place and then all of a sudden, you know, he popped into my life. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can fit you in. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I think you can definitely relate. 
definitely relate. And I think that's one thing that um, um, people don't sort of, um, I think that's the key. So what, what you and Tony are, um, are going to be sharing um, mm-hmm. is going to help so many people not compromise and to find that true soulmate. Yes. And it's some, you know, sometimes it doesn't have the sparks and the, um, you know, the bells and whistles and stuff like that to mm-hmm. begin with. Because I, I know with my husband, I was like really wary and um, yes. he had to really work hard and we negotiate, both of us were lawyers, we had to negotiate this um, <laughs> sort of how this was going to work. I so, love that. Um, but, but he's my soulmate, so, um, yeah. you know, there's there's that part of it too. Sorry, I've just taken over so the whole beautiful. bloody conversation. <laughs> no, I, I actually love it because people, I know people listening can relate to these stories where, mm. you know, even just hearing one of the stories, it, it sometimes gives people hope that that could happen yes. or just, yes. just pay attention to it, you know. Yes, it's just believing. It's, it's I think, you know, um, it's always just believing in yourself and your dreams and what you want because you can yes. create that because you've created yes. the life that you want despite what's happened um you've still been able to create it you've followed it and um you know you're you're teaching other people you're sharing you're loving you're um you know you're just um beautiful mm-hmm. and can you sure. tell us um, are you going to be doing another one of your running another one of your courses? Yes. So I have the two courses, and I know I, I loved having you in my course, the Unlock mm-hmm. Your Inner Medium, mm-hmm. where I teach yes. people to connect with loved ones that have passed. And then mm-hmm. the one that's coming up actually next is going to be in March, and mm-hmm. it's Unlock Your Intuition, which I've done before, mm-hmm. and that's yes. more paying attention to these little signs around you for your life and your relationships and if you have a business to pay attention to these signs and be aware of them. So um, that one will be coming up too. And I always do webinars. I love webinars. So I'll just do a free class so you can kind of get a feel for, you know, if you like my teaching style and different things like that. And people get a lot out of that too. It's very interactive. they can find you on your website. Like, do you advertise yes. that on your website or your Facebook page? Yes. So that's a good point. If you go to lindsaymarino.com, it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y Marino, M-A-R-I-N-O.com, and you go there, and there's actually a button for Facebook because I always post up positive quotes and different mm-hmm. things, and I post videos on on my website also. And if you put your name and your email on my um, website, then you'll get updates by signing up mm-hmm. for my newsletter. So you'll see yes. where those classes are coming out. Yes. Now, can I just, sorry, before we go, um, I did. you did just talk about business. And there's, you know, there's people, yes. like I, I was a lawyer for 10 years and I never ever in my wildest dreams thought that I would be doing, um, you know, anything to do with <laughs> mediumship or psychic work. And, um, you know, how did you then, you know, get into the business of it? Like what? what yeah, that's a good or, question. Yeah, how could you help people out that are thinking of that? I feel like the big thing was, well, I actually came across a business school online, and that really got me mm-hmm. clear because I just started to pay attention to these little clues on where I was supposed to go. 
Um, yes. And I knew if I wanted people to really listen that I would have to have some sort of platform. And I, because I was writing my book, I reached out to a radio station, an online yes. radio station, and she yes. mentioned, you know, you really need to build up an audience. And then she said, have you ever thought of becoming a host? I asked questions about that. And I said, I never really thought of it because I was always very quiet. <laughs> so yes. I thought it would be weird and out of my comfort zone. But I ended up doing that. So yes. I, I ended up um, starting Intuitive Guidance. Um, it's a radio station. And I think I started to follow different business people to try to yes. see how it ran. And I I wish there was one moment where that just popped out. I think it was the moment that I decided to charge people because at first, mm -hmm. which sounds crazy, I used to think that I was going to accept just donations, which mm -hmm. you'd never be. I wasn't planning on doing a business. And now, yeah. you know, thinking on it, you need some sort of energy exchange. And I felt like I needed to if I wanted to reach more people, then I needed to have this business so I could travel, which I do now, and yes. and set it up the right way because the more people you can touch, the better too. Yes, yes. And one one really important thing, you know, I heard you say was, um, you know, you, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You're not going to get yes. it if you don't step out of your comfort zone, are you? <laughs> That's so true. And then you regret stuff but the longer that you wait you, there's so much that you want to do you just yes. you start to regret like wait a second it doesn't feel good sitting back and then when you put it out you feel this moment of freedom it's scary but yes. then the yes. more you give of yourself it's, it's that much more powerful yes yes and and I suppose just um quickly it's it's about surrounding yourself with um, supportive people as well but but always yes having that faith in yourself like don't let as you said don't I think did you just say don't let anybody um um burn out your light what, what did you say the, oh yes Anita Morjani said don't, yes. don't dim your light you know don't, don't try yes. to make people feel comfortable by dimming your own light yes yeah and that's that's a massive tip so um yes. just quickly what what um there's a lot of woo-woo stuff out there, you know, lots of um, advice and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but what would what's the best advice that you've been given on your journey so far that you could share? Oh, that's a really good point. I think the biggest advice was probably from Lisa Williams, yeah, where she just she's very simple and she's very comical and. Her direct words probably I shouldn't say on this podcast, but she pretty much you can says, swear, you know, just and I don't even like to swear, but she pretty much says just screw it and and say whatever comes out and just do it. You know, you're the messenger, yes. you're a channel for spirit. Um, so if you're doing a spiritual business or this is something that you're interested in, don't get your get your thoughts in the way. Just speak from your heart and. Normally, if you start thinking and it takes a while for the words to come out, then you're not thinking with your heart. You're thinking with your head. And when you start yes. to overanalyze things, that's when things get, you just, it makes, it doesn't make the flow happen. And I know that really well because I used to do that. And there's still times I catch myself overanalyzing yes. something. And I think, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm the messenger. I'm a vessel for this. And it's like yes. a three-way conversation. And that's, yes. I need to put it out there. 
Wow, that's um, that's really really helpful advice. Thank you. Yes. Um, trying to get out of your own way. <laughs> I know exactly, which could be that's the hardest thing to do sometimes. Yes, yes, I absolutely love you. And just quickly, with your courses, you yeah. we don't like you don't need to be wanting to start a business to do those courses. Exactly. They can be for people that that actually just want to. Um, you know, if they've lost somebody, they can um, learn how to connect with them and, and see the signs and stuff like that. So it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to be wanting to get into the business of this. Yes, Is that's that a good right? point yeah. that you brought up. Yes, because we had people in our group, some were writers, some were coaches, and yeah. some people were just interested. They were just intrigued. Yeah. Yes, and yes. Um, so you can be any level that that you're at. You can come into the group and then go from there. There's some people, you know, including you, that you're doing this as a business, and that's something that you can do also by being in the class. I kind of gear it yes. towards when we work together. You can kind of be you're exactly where you're at, and you go from there, which is good. Yes. Yeah, and it was a brilliant course, and um, oh, I still you. meet. I still meet with some of the girls. They're just beautiful. We're going to be lifetime yes. friends. So thank you. I know. And I feel I, that I, too. I I really appreciate your time, and um, you know, I love that we can connect. You know, I'm in Melbourne. You're in Tampa, Florida, in the US, and yeah. we're just connected by by a computer. Um, I know. we're very lucky. I feel very we blessed. Are. Thank you. You're a beautiful, beautiful blessed. soul. And um, people, if you want a reading, um, do not hesitate. Lindsay has got the most beautiful energy. Um, she's one of the most authentic people I've ever, ever had the pleasure of meeting. So, yes, thank you. Thank you so um, much, Kion. Thank you. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And this is our first, my first go. So hopefully, um, I mean, I got some really good nuggets out of that. And um, hopefully you did too. And, um, yeah, we'll I'll have another episode coming up soon and um, we'll go from there. But thanks again and love you all. And just, you know, go with the flow. Don't listen to anybody else if it doesn't resonate and do what you have to do. All right. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you, Keon.